Welcome back to Archives of Fabella Daily, the podcast back in the saddle again in the magical world. Today is January 7th, equal to Capricorn 17th. Books are available on Amazon. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And hit that subscribe button for more great stories right in your feed. January 7th. 1835 is the date the HMS Beagle, with Charles Darwin on board, drops anchor off the Konos Archipelago. But in the magical wonderland of Fabella, an empress experienced a sad fall from grace. I'm Dylan Foley, and this is Archives of Fabella. Beyond our world, there is love. Beyond our world, there is war. Beyond our world, there is life. Beyond our world, there is Fabella. Capricorn 17th, 5835, FY, Fabella year, equal to January 7th, 1835, AD, Earth year. In the machine age of Fabella, a period of industrial revolution equal to the 19th century on Earth, Empress Sabella Pendragon was accustomed to enjoying the finer things in life. Raised with a silver spoon in her mouth, she had little compassion for the poor. In fact, she was quoted on many occasions, suggesting that the weak, starving, homeless people should be slaughtered like stray pets nobody wanted. Empress Sabella Pendragon despised the poor with every fiber of her being. She never had any reason to believe that she might end up like one of them. But fate intervened when, on the morning of Leo 27, 5812, the Empress's life took a tragic turn. For on this date in history, Sabella's husband, Avalon Empire Emperor Castus Pendragon was mercilessly assassinated. Emperor Pendragon was shot with a killing curse on the balcony of the Avalon Palace in Camelot, situated approximately where London would be on a map of Earth. The Empress stood so close to her husband that she had burns from the heat of the killing curse as it knifed into the Emperor. Following the assassination of Emperor Castus Pendragon, Sabella was banished from the Emperor's bedside by a furious general who kicked her out of the room when she began to cry hysterically. Nearby, her husband was dying. But his wife of 23 years wouldn't be there to see it. It was a stark preview of what awaited Sabella Pendragon after her husband's death. 
Sabella Pendragon never saw her husband again. After his assassination, she struggled to survive and became a laughingstock despite her precarious mental health. Sabella Pendragon always had a hard time meeting the severe expectations for females of her era. Even famous wives were expected to focus on the home and not seek attention or appear in public. But Sabella loved the spotlight and had a knack for publicity. Her addiction to the finer things in life generated a lot of debt for the crown. This created friction during her husband's reign, and after his death, it would prove disastrous. The first whiff of trouble came in the form of Sabella's own reaction to her husband's death. Though the era was known for its lavish displays of mourning, social custom also dictated that upperclassmen suppress their emotions in public. But Sabella Pendragon, who had lost two of her sons in childhood, and who is thought to have been bipolar, showed no restraint in her grief. Soon after the emperor's death, Camelot was filled with rumors of the embarrassing scenes Empress Sabella Pendragon was making within the palace. Empress Sabella Pendragon did not attend the funeral, and the new emperor, her eldest son, Tavares Pendragon, did not pay her a visit or even write a note of sympathy after the assassination. This infuriated Sabella, who took her time moving out of the palace and even insinuated that her son had conspired with the assassination. The former empress had no claim to the throne of Camelot. Sabella had never been well-loved in Camelot. As empress, she had raised eyebrows with her pointed opinions and spending habits. Sabella Pendragon came from wealth and shopped for herself, her family, and her new home with abandon. She was given a generous budget for redecorating the palace, but overspent it and fell under scrutiny for her extravagant wardrobe and purchases that were widely mocked, especially as the nation endured war with the Bloodborne Empire. Now that Sabella was a widow, the shopkeepers, who had been eager to extend her credit, came knocking. She hadn't been given much money by Parliament. Desperate, Sabella moved into a cheaper hotel as her expenses mounted. She began to petition Avalon Parliament for a widow's pension. Parliament refused her request at the urging of Emperor Tavares Pendragon. Sabella suffered from financial problems for the rest of her life. As the years passed, Sabella's public humiliation continued. The Emperor's former law partner accused Sabella of not being a proper lady and spilled gossip about the Empress's marriage to the press. The pressure became too much for the unstable former Empress. Her health declined, and she began to suffer from paranoid delusions. Appalled by her displays, her son Tavares had her committed to a mental institution. But Sabella engineered an escape of sorts a few months afterwards and lived the rest of her life on the streets. Her body was later found on Capricorn 17, 58, 35. 
Authorities blamed her death on a stroke. And so ended the Riches to Rags saga of Sabella Pendragon. That's going to do it for us today. Subscribe now to get more new episodes right in your feed. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Send your questions to archivesoffabella at gmail.com. Archives of Fabella is created, produced, and hosted by Dylan Foley with music by Garrett Ferris and audio blocks. Books are available on Amazon in ebook and paperback. As always, look outside of what is possible and think about what might be.